Good morning and welcome to the Autopsy of Her Healing Evolving Resiliency. I hope you all are having a wonderful morning. I am Iris Denise Owens, your host, and on the line with me, my co-host is my beautiful sister. Good morning, honey bunny. Good morning, honey bunny. Stephanie Diani Green. How are you today? Good morning, everyone. I'm great. How are you, honey? I am doing wonderful, wonderful. So just want to say that we are so happy and so excited today because we have an awesome guest in the house today. We want to introduce to some, and uh, for some of you, you already know him, and for some you don't, but we are going to introduce and give him the floor to talk today. So we are so happy to welcome Mr. Omar Tyree, author, journalist, just extraordinaire, and he is doing some amazing things right now. And we're going to give him the opportunity to share that with you. We're not going to sit here and do this long bio because this is not what this is not what we're doing, right? So, but we are so excited to have you, Omar. How are you this morning? I'm great, man. I'm back home in Philadelphia. I'm actually in the neighborhood where I was born and raised in the bottom of West Philly. Yeah, West Philly thing. West Philadelphia, born and raised. So All right. I'm back out here. <laughs> I love it. it. I'm back out here on 35th street and i was on 38th street you know so i got a meeting on 34th street right after our zoom call and okay. uh, it's cold up here man it's cold it's only like 44 degrees but this is the first 44 degrees of the winter for me man i'm like whoa ah. dude <laughs> so you gotta get you gotta get used to it again but yes. yeah for people people who don't know i'm a west philadelphia book writer that came out with a book called fly girl uh, in the 1990s that took off and started this whole contemporary urban street lit craze that Absolutely. a whole lot of people started writing books all over the place. And at the time, I was in my early 20s and all the other authors were late 30s, 40s, you know, say so like, what's this yeah. little baby know about writing books? What is this little baby? <laughs> right? And so I was the baby in the industry back in the 90s. Now I'm an old grown man, call myself the old head now because I didn't grow up through the ranks. <laughs> now, like, now I'm the old dude with gray hairs and all that. So, you know, now I'm working with young people, man. Uh, the book business, we don't get as much attention as we used to get in the 90s because mm -hmm. reality show people and social mm -hmm. media has taken over. And yes. it's hard to confuse with that because all the young people follow each other they like what they're doing they do jokes and skits and all that so it's hard mm -hmm. for us always to keep up with that you know so now i'm getting involved with the young people with the other entities of music and film and mm -hmm. i've always said that music is the number one art form for black people and then film for me being a storyteller you got to know that that's my final frontier i actually didn't start off being a storyteller through reading books, I became a storyteller through watching movies. And my family is a, a movie addicted family, man. And you know, mm -hmm. in the West Philadelphia, we had this theater called the Capitol Center on 52nd Street. Okay. And we would walk up Lancaster Avenue, like 20 blocks, walk to the movies in the 70s and go in there. And I was the youngest. I had my mother was the oldest of eight, my father was the oldest of four. So I had a whole lot of uncles and aunts that were older than me, but not that much older. And I had cousins. And so I was always around older people and I would memorize everything they did and everything I heard. So I'm a mimic. And so that's how I got a lot of the stories, just copying what I saw, copying. And I said, so-and-so did this, so-and-so said that. And then I do all the voices and stuff. 
And then the uncles and aunts were like, hey, do that voice you just did. Do so-and-so. And so I started doing <laughs> characters and all that. And so when it got time for me to write my own stories, I knew all the details and the elements that goes into great storytelling. Mm -hmm. So now with me getting back into film, when I raise this capital, I'm going to do the Tyler Perry thing, not so much from the church in the South, but right. from the North and the direct center, the community. Yes. You know what I mean? That's yes. what I grew up in Philly. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm working on now, up here in Philly, politicking with a whole lot of people I know to uh, get this music and uh, film thing popping and moving forward. So, Omar, I want to say that, as you said, you're, you know, you wrote the book Fly Girl, right? And as you said, you were a young writer, but your inspiration created a whole new uh, generation of people who read, right? African-Americans yeah. who read, young people who were reading, um, because I don't know how, how old you are, but I know when I was growing up, do you all remember Riff reading is fundamental? Absolutely. And that was that was a marketing and that was a whole program to get us to read. And yet it still didn't do it. But when you no. started writing, man, it was such a uh, an evolving for 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 literature for all of us. Right. I, yeah. it, it, it opened up our minds and our and our hearts and our spirits to something that we had not done before. And so. Focusing yeah. now on what you're doing, um, as we were talking before, we did this to say talking about evolving and that evolving mm -hmm. involves yeah. or evolving requires involvement. And so yeah. this is what I'm you know, we really want to hear from you about. We, you just told us what you're doing, but just kind of give us that that whole thing of you gone from this one right what you were doing before you were you were an author you wrote 28 books right exactly. and now you're moving to it you're on a totally different platform which is what is yeah. needed in life to be able to evolve and change and i don't like the word pivot i like evolving right. because exactly. you do one thing and that doesn't mean that's the only thing you can do so and you don't put yourself into a box so, mm -hmm. so moving now into film and being able to put your work um, in front of so many more people. And like you said, books are not something, it's very competitive. I mean, there's still a lot of people who love to read, but it's really hard to publish yeah. or get books out nowadays, I'm sure. So yeah. tell me why you decided to go that way, you know, just a little more in depth. Well, you can still put books out all you want right now. It's just about how many readers you're going to get. <laughs> Who's going to know about it? You can right. still put them out. That's your prerogative. This is right. my prerogative. Put it out. At the end of the day, it's about the readership now. Can, right. can you get the readership? And so for me, you know, I put together a proposal for investors that I got on the table right now. And I told him that I was always going to be a filmmaker. It just took me longer uh, than I expected. But mm -hmm. when I first started writing books, books are easier because it's just you and a typewriter. It's just you mm -hmm. and a computer. Right. When you start talking about doing films, now you got cameramen mm -hmm. and you got lighting and you got locations, you got actors. Now yes. they got their own sentiments. Oh, I had to go to this day. I got to do this. Oh, I didn't know my lines. You got all this extra stuff that you got to deal with <laughs> that you don't have to deal with with yes. writing books. And Absolutely. so I wrote books because I understood that, like, man, all I got to do is sit down on the computer, I write my book. And so I wrote the books and started rolling with that. 
And then I kind of, you know, didn't think about the film thing. It's on my mind, but I didn't go into it right. until the film audience kind of started dying down. Then I was like, okay, I got to make that transition now. And you find out that Hollywood just ain't pro-black friendly, man. You know, they don't know our books. They don't read our books. And mm -hmm. then a lot of black people, they don't put their own money up. You hear it all the time. Use somebody else's money. Well, here's what yes. happened when you use somebody else's money. If they don't love what you love and they don't know what you know, it's now harder to get them to use their money for something that you know and like and they don't know and don't like. And right. so it's exactly. hard for black people to ask white people to finance uh, our stuff if they don't understand what the book's about, okay. what is going, why people respond to it, and they still mm -hmm. don't understand it. I was out with Fly Girl a good seven to ten years in Hollywood, and they couldn't understand the story. Why yeah. do they like this story? I'm like, look, don't worry about that. Let me handle that. But it's hard <laughs> to get somebody else to put their money up right. if they don't understand what you're doing. And so this has always been a long time coming for me. It was going to happen sooner or later. Mm -hmm. And now it's later. It happened yes. later than sooner. Yes. But it is what it is. You know what I mean? So right. now I get to control the whole thing because nobody else wanted to do it. They would lip service about it. But when it came mm -hmm. time to put up a shut up, they shut up. They didn't do right. it. You know, so right. I have to do it now. But I found out that, with, again, with music, if you can find young people who are hot and keep putting records out, oh, they got all the money in the world. They just screw it up all the time with all this jewelry and gold teeth and cars and, you know, baby mamas and houses and all that shit. Silly right. stuff, jets and trips with it. Just showing off all the time with money because they're young and never had money before. So when I get involved with this, you know, music thing, I'm going to utilize all that capital to do film and community programs and more projects that mm -hmm. I want to do now. You know, so that's what I'm looking at. It's just a matter of time. And all I got to do is stay alive now. Knock on wood, let me stay alive. And right. I got a whole lot of stuff that I plan to do with young people. Yeah, okay. so I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll with it. Okay, so you touched on something that's really important, as you were saying about the old antic about, you know, use someone else's money. But right, yeah. when you use someone else's money many times, like you just said, they don't understand, right? But also, if you're using someone else's money, then it becomes where they want to control which is yeah. that you lose yeah. the ability of your creativity. Could you do this? Could you put my cousin in? Could you right, put my mom right. in there? Yeah. I could, got you a change, could you change that storyline? Oh, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you know, and so, so, and I, and I love what you're saying. So are you also planning when you're talking about these young folks in music is to really teach them the business and teach them how to handle because it's a different lifestyle it's like when someone wins the lottery right you go mm, from exactly. being not not even being poor you just go from you didn't yeah. have this kind of money at your disposal and now you have these yeah. millions thousands of dollars millions of dollars at your fingertip and there's no one there to guide you through that is that going to be a part of what you're doing with young people as well with yeah i got artists? this uh formula yeah, I got this formula for money I call four quarters. And you basically, if you get $100, you want to split it into four quarters, quarters rather. So you do $25, $25, $25, $25. Taxes is coming after you. So you might as well go ahead. I figure taxes about 27% of your money. Right. So you might as well go ahead, 20, 25 to 27, you can, you can throw in an extra 2%. So that's number one. Pull aside the money for taxes because they right. coming to get you. <laughs> they definitely coming to get you. Absolutely. Hello. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Then, then you put aside 25% for your family. You always want to square your family away, have a family thing. And then you want to have 25% for investment, which really is real estate. You know, real estate is the most stable investment. People always got to live in housing. And then the last 25%, that's your play and hustle money. You mm -hmm. can go buy whatever you want with the last 25%. But of right. course, with us, we spending money all kinds of ways. We ain't doing the 25% the four quarters, we don't pay for taxes, you don't take care of family, everything you're doing is the pleasure principle. So you right. spending 80% on stuff you like, earrings, yes. hair manicures, new hair, uh, it's crazy stuff, a dress, new shoes, whole closet full of shoes, and then the yes. tax people come and they say, hey man, you should have been thinking about us, right. and then your family like, well, what about us, you can't help us out, now you ain't got no money left to do the things that you could have been doing right. when you had the $100 in the first place. Right. So I'm going to teach all of them, if y'all hear it right now, you heard it first from Omar, the four quarters. If you get $100,000, $25,000, right, is going to taxes, $25,000 to your family, $25,000 to real estate, and the other twenty-five, dollars that's your play money, your hustle money, whatever you want to do with it money. Not the seventy-five percent, just twenty-five percent. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. Oh my, well, that's ready amazing because you know it's so funny. On so yeah, so yeah. both of us, so we're really all three of us are entrepreneurs, right? And on yeah. yesterday, yeah. so both Steph and I are both realtors or realtors. And so yeah. yesterday, I was sitting in a business planning meeting talking about 2022, right? And that was one of the things that was, yeah. of course, there's always that money. So they were like, yeah. 25 to 35% for taxes, right? And then splitting yeah, your money yeah. out. And so I love that you talked about that because that is the one thing we don't learn about, right? And uh, there, was an econ there was an economist who said, as Black people, and as I tell people all the time on this show, you know, if you're sensitive, you know, if you're a pearl clutcher, this, you might want to close yeah. your ears. But as Black people, <laughs> we tend to wear our assets on our ass. Right. Yeah. We don't invest yeah. our money. We don't. And, and real estate is something you could never go wrong. I don't yeah. care if you buy the worst property and you put money into it and build it up. It is forever going to make money for you as long as you do your part. You know, yeah. so it's really important yeah. that we understand buying, buying cars are nice. Buying clothes yeah. are nice. I'm a shoe hog. I'm a clothes hog. But you also realize at the end of the day, you're never going to get back out of a pair of shoes or a dress what you put into it, right? And even a car. So, yes. They feel that way. Girl, when I wear these brand new shoes, girl, I feel like I'm 20 feet tall, girl. I feel like I can take over the world. I got to <laughs> have these diamond studded, silver lace, platinum shoes. I got to have them, girl. And this dress, when I put this dress on, girl, I feel like I'm from a new planet. I got to have oh, a dress on. I don't. <laughs> That's how they feeling. That's you driving, you have to, you driving down, down, down the street. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need you to back up out of my garage. That's what just back up out of <laughs> my garage. <laughs> but, we, but we as black people, we need to learn. It's so many types of investment, and we need yes. to learn the whole gamut. You know, like you know, I'm big yeah. into stocks. I'm big. To, I'm big into. I'm getting big into crypto. Um, and also, I mean, you when you if you're spending that money on some of those things, you have to invest in yeah. investment pieces. Because yes. if you're buying shoes and bags that are investment pieces, if you need that money, you can always sell that bag because they go up in price. But Absolutely. you got to know what to buy. Right. And you got to know where to put your yeah. money. Even art. Art is a big thing right now. Art has always been a big thing. Yeah. You know, people never understand, oh, why did he spend a million dollars for that painting? 
that is such a big investment and it's a great investment. It only goes up in value. And we need to learn about all investments. And it's a lot of them out there that we know nothing about because the wealthy built in this country, you know, that they built their money in stocks. That's how they built their money. Not something that went up 100% in one day. You talk about steady, steady, steady growing, you know, that's always going to grow. It's things in this world that we're always going to need no matter what. So right. we need a big education and, and finance for sure. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So, Omar, well, I'm back in Philly. Yeah, go ahead. You're on the Philly. Yeah. I'm sorry. Were you going to say something? No, no, I'm just waiting on you. Go, go ahead. You got it. Oh, no, no. You don't have to wait on me. You can just, you, I told you, you anytime. We, we, are, we are here to hear from you, not to hear from me. So you jump in anytime. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're about to ask another question. Though. No, go I ahead. was just going to say so back in your hometown, back, you know, back on your stomping grounds where you grew up. Yeah. What is that? What is that? What does that feel like when you come back? to your roots, right? I feel like I'm home, man. You know what I mean? I moved to an area called Mount Airy in Philadelphia, mm -hmm. and I'm 52 now. You were talking about, you know, your age. I'm 52 now, so I'm up there now. But it's crazy. When I'm in West Philly like I am now, I'm home. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm home. I'm comfortable. When I drive back up to Mount Airy where I moved, I always think about the ways in which my mom drove up. She used this highway. She's 76. She's Lincoln Tunnel. She's there. So every time I go up there, I, I become nine years old again, 10 years old again in the car. So I know that I didn't grow up there. I grew up in the West Philly. And so I get people on Mount Airy like, man, you was up here with us with teenagers because I was teenagers with them. That's where the fly girl story came from. We mm -hmm. would fly in Mount Airy, West Oak Lane, Germantown, and Philadelphia. When mm -hmm. we got a little bit of money, that was the move up. Well, we're moving <laughs> on up. And we all moved up. <laughs> the Black east side. Start, you know, it happens in every city. Black uh, people invaded yeah. the nice neighborhoods in every yes. city. So yep. Mount Airy, Germantown, and West Oak Lane was the Jewish areas in Philadelphia. Right. <laughs> and they all moved out when these black people came right. and I moved up there and now I got the private green lawn and I got a daggone driveway and I got my own room and we got trees with leaves on them and bark. And I'm like, yo, look at this, boy. Look at this. You know, I love it. Like, I love it. City, man. <laughs> Philadelphia, that row house thing is brick city, man. Bricks yes. everywhere. So when you get a lawn and a driveway and some, and trees, some trees, you're like, ah! <laughs> and then, you know that? You'd be so happy. Then, <laughs> yes. And then you, you got to stay right. in that neighborhood. When we became teenagers in Mount Airy, the girls up there, they had money to get, you know, their teeth fixed and their hair done and a little panty kit. They had the little Mexican. We ain't have money, big money now, but we had enough money to get fancy. Oh, you yeah. fancy, huh? You fancy. Yeah. So we was fancy to the mug. And that's where that whole fly girl came from, man. We was fancy as crazy in Philadelphia. We were fancy. More fancy than New York. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, so you I were more fancy that. than New York? Wait I a know, minute. I don't know about that. Wait, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> we were more wait fancy than New York. I don't know. I spent a lot of time in Philly. My mother, my mother's one of 12, and two of my sisters live in Philadelphia. So I, I had some summers there, you know, but we originally from the Bronx. Then we moved to Bergen yeah. County. 
But right. you know, Iris is from the, we both from the Bronx originally. Yes. So yeah, so you know, yeah. I don't, New York City is you know, <laughs> it's yes. no comparison. Yeah. It's no world, no place like it. Well, you know, <laughs> but, yeah, I, you that. I think it's interesting, Omar, that when you're talking about you know that moving, like when your family moves yeah. shifts, we right, did. from yeah. from where you grew up, right, and it's it's interesting to me because for me, where I grew up on one six nine in Webster in the Bronx, yeah, is I had a friend who posted something, someone who grew up there with me, posted on Facebook and said, you know, growing up in the ghetto. And Steph knows <laughs> we've, had the, we've had this conversation. Before, yeah. right? We have had this conversation. And then oh, the, yeah. When he, when he wrote growing up in the ghetto, I'm like, look, you grew up in the same yeah. ghetto that I grew up in. I didn't grow up in the ghetto. What are you talking about? Yeah. And, he, yeah. and, you know, and I was like, I'm insulted that you wrote that, right? I'm like, all yeah. of our parents worked. Uh, most of us grew up with, you know, two family household, two parent household. And if it wasn't a two parent household, it was more that one of those parents had passed away. Not necessarily yeah. that we that she was just a single mom, not that there's anything wrong with single moms. I'm just saying that was not a stigma for our neighborhoods. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. it was. You know, then he was like growing up in the ghetto. And I'm like, what are you talking about growing up in the ghetto? <laughs> and so my friends laugh at me and they go, you were so pampered in life, right? You you obviously did not realize that you grew up in the ghetto. Well, you know, what what we try to do in the black community, man, is, is make the story of everything being harder. We try to turn it into good times. And so everybody. Oh, come this, on, come that? on. Yeah. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, they try to yeah. turn it. Because, I mean, when I grew up in West Philly, the bottom. Yeah, we had some rough stuff, but we, again, we all worked. We all had fat. He was my uncles and aunts and cousins. Yes. So I'm like, they ain't no ruthless, crazy people. They, they, my uncles, aunts. People make mistakes. They, they get in trouble, but right. they regular humans. I'm around them every day. So a lot of time when people talk about the hood and the ghetto, I'm yes. like, stop it, man. They regular humans. Cut it out. Right. And I can say that because I grew up in that situation. So every right. time when people go overboard, I'm like, yo, calm that down, man. It wasn't. Oh. That. But we try to paint this extra picture that yes. it was all crazy and vicious. Right. And I'm like, yo, most of the time I walked outside. I'm watching girls playing double dutch. I'm watching people eating pie and, and exactly. steaks. I'm not watching ghetto hood. Uh, we doing regular stuff that regular kids do. And right. I didn't even think about being poor because we were there every day. It didn't matter. Like, we were right. here every day. So you didn't think right. about that stuff. We're poor and they're rich. We didn't care about that. We're going right. to do what we're going to do. It only yeah, mattered okay. when you had to do something that, that it had a value. Like, we played football. And we played some guys that had new equipment and knew everything. Right. And now we're like, damn, they got the new. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the only time we really thought about it. Right. Other than that, we all around each other every day. So we had the same thing. So, yeah, but that's right. what black people do. We try to over-dramatize the hood and the ghetto yes. and all that kind of stuff. Right. So I had friends in Mount Airy talking that stuff. Man, it was right. hard. This fully I'm like, yo, dude, I grew up in the bottom. I know the real hard stuff. Right. What you talking about? And so they right. always trying to make it more dramatic, hood, gangster, black. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, calm down. All these right. young hip hop dudes, most of them are yes. artists. Now I'm a right. football player. Sure. I grew exactly. up playing football. So I'm physical for real. Now I'm a book writer, so I'm an intellect, but I'm a physical dude. If right. you think about most artists, go back to high school, people that sing and dance and perform, right. they weren't no hard people. No, like, they were the not. the people in the school. No, they but were now, not. 
Now they get to be rappers. Now they hard. Exactly. I'm like, right. come on, man. Right. Y'all didn't play yeah. football. Y'all didn't go to the desert. <laughs> no, y'all was in there listening to music, doing art stuff. Right. Yeah. Try, try to, try to write your right. rhymes. Try right. to get that deal. Right. And for, and for yeah, me, I always say, and I always said, and even if you did grow up in the ghetto, that is what made you. That's what gives you your grit. That is what yeah. gives you survival skills. And for yeah. me, I don't see that we grew up in the ghetto. I'm like you, Omar. People want to dramatize this thing about yeah, being poor. They do. None of us, no, I, I know that I didn't lack anything in life. I didn't lack yeah. anything in life. And the things that we really needed, which was security, love, shelter, family, you know, people who cared yeah. about us, people who gave us a sense of purpose in our lives. Yeah. That's what mattered. And, and then we had a village yeah. too. And you we had, had a, a village. We, we had a village at that point. We had accountability we to other people. And so mm -hmm. I, that's why I said evolving it requires involvement. It's important. Exactly. You yeah. cannot evolve if you are always sitting on the sideline going, well, those people over there, including yeah. when we right. separate ourselves from our own. We're all in this together. Right. Okay, right. We're clear. all in this together because it, unfortunately, when something happens to one group of us, we're all put in it anyway. It really doesn't well, matter. It's a domino effect. There it's is a domino no separation effect. when it comes to us, right? Mm -hmm. There's separation yeah. when it comes to every other culture, but not when it comes to African-Americans or to Black people. And so I think that's yeah. really important. So, um yeah. I just I just Good love question. what you're doing. I'm 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 just loving Definitely. what you're doing and looking forward to seeing your your products come out. And yeah. Like, you well, know, you know, I, I just uh I, I put together a, a show uh called True Soul and Hip Hop mm -hmm. at Busboys and Poets. They have these uh stores in DC and Maryland where they have performance venues. Okay. And so we put together three shows in a row for December, January, and February. Because now mm -hmm. I'm going to start touring with young people and putting shows on. I call it true soul and hip hop to get away from so much sex, drugs and violence in the music. And awesome. the reason why you have that now, the same deal, like they over dramatize the hood. Now they're trying to over dramatize the music and the words, as mm -hmm. I call shock therapy to get people to listen. Because I now mean. we are so numb crazy we are so analytics driven kids understand that too so they like what do i got to get these people to listen to me what do i got to get people attention and so cardi b said it the best when she said when i don't sing about my coochie nobody pay attention so i'm going back and sing about my coochie <laughs> and so that's what we got now they trying to get numbers and so in getting numbers they're going to talk about whatever they Ever. need to talk about to get numbers right. even if it ain't really them and then they'll say I'm keeping it real no you trying to no, keep it real to get money you ain't right. that exactly. ain't real what you doing and right. so that's what we we and so I want to go against that the last two years people have not made money in the venues concerts and all that because of covid so right. I'm giving corporate america a new opportunity to support true soul and hip hop. If you want to be involved in black culture and black dollars, then let's mm -hmm. get us back on the right track and get these kids thinking about their real stories instead of over-dramatizing the sex, the drugs, and the violence. And so I'm putting together this new venue where we start locally and we're going to go nationally. And I'm branding that whole thing, true hip hop or true soul and hip hop. So I can get the love right that. people back in the Tribe Called Quest and the Far Side and Outcast oh, I love it. and Jill oh, Scott and Erica yeah. Badu and, you know, Zay Zane and Jade yes. and all that stuff. SWV. 
I want to uh, get all that uh, stuff right. Well, that's yeah. 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 So with music. new young people. Oh, yeah. yeah, you do it with new. And I'm from Philadelphia, so people always ask that question. Well, what do you know about music? And the first thing I ask them is that, have you ever known a black person that didn't listen to music? Damn. <laughs> what yeah. black person yeah, do you? Because I don't know any. Damn. I don't know any. Because, you know, right. we walk outside back in the 70s and we had these big boom boxes, right? Yes. And people would put them on. And then we had these big rock concert speakers. I still remember the guys coming to the playground with the U-Haul trucks and pulling these giant speakers out. Yes. <laughs> and you at the playground. So you're going to be listening to it and they playing that music. Go on and do it. Go on and do it. Yes. Everybody go on up and dance. And you out there, man. And they yes. playing the music. So it's out there for everybody. Absolutely. So I'm like, man, how can you tell me or ask me? In Philadelphia, in the 70s, we were some of the strongest soul music people on the planet. Because oh, that's the truth. Yes. That's the truth. Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff yes. had music. Uh -huh. uh -huh. I'm talking about all kind of, I always love my mama. Uh -huh. She's my Philadelphia song. That I Philly, love the music, the was any hot. kind of music. music. I love music. <laughs> Philadelphia ain't no stopping us now. That's the song. Oh my God. Backstabbers, get back money. It's all about all that stuff came out of my city in the 19. We had people traveling from all over the country to record in Philadelphia to get that soul feeling, that community feeling. That content about the people. And that's how Philadelphia is. You got so many people right on top of you all the time that there's no lying in this city. We tell the yes. truth because you can't lie. I saw you out my window. You threw it in the trash. I saw you. Don't try to lie to me. I look right <laughs> out my window. <laughs> so you can't get away with lying. I love me. that. So I want to bring that soul back. If you remember Jill Scott's first lines. You getting in the way Wait. of what I'm feeling. <laughs> Absolutely. That's straight North Absolutely. Philly, boy. You going to fight, bro. I saw her concert several times. Love me some Jill Scott. Omar, can I tell you that yeah. I am so serious right now that I feel every bit of your passion about what you're doing. Come yeah. right here. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, yeah. I'm like, and that's what I'm talking about. Realness, real intent but being deliberate about what you're doing and about changing the yeah. landscape. I love yeah. that. I'm telling That's you. That's what it is. I, I well, yeah, it. man, you know, you talk I, I about always music. listen to the music. One. Yeah. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. You were yeah. getting ready to say something. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah when, when I got out of Howard, uh, Tuesdays, these kids don't know what Tuesdays even mean. Tuesdays was a drop date for all the music, right? Come out Tuesday the 11th, uh -huh. Tuesday the 24th. And so every Tuesday, we had this store in D.C. called The Wiz, like The Wizard of Oz, right? Yes. And I go down there, and I buy like five albums. And at that time, I started distributing my books. I had a rental car or, you know, regular right, rinky-dink car. And I'm driving up and down the East Coast from D.C., Virginia, to Baltimore, to Philly, New Jersey, and New York. And mm -hmm. I'm listening to these tapes, and I would always pick out the hottest songs. I'm listening to the hottest songs. So I have a very distinctive ear on the hot music. I'm always picking the singles. And so now that I'm doing it, I listen to instrumentals all the time and I listen to the mood first. You know, the mood is this is a strong song. Is it right. a soft song? Is it mm. is it a fast tempo? Is it is it a violent song? And then you place the subject on that. It's a love song. Make it a love song. Okay, this is an instrumental song. Let's, let's make it instrumental. 
whatever it is. This is a revolutionary radical making radical. So I listen to the mood of it, and then I'm a hook writer. I can write hooks till the cows come home. A lot of these kids can't write hooks. And so I write the hooks, and they jump on the beat, and then I got the mood. And a lot of them don't know how to adapt to the beat. I say allow the beat to determine a song. A lot of them try to force that same lyrics on every beat, and yes. they sound the same. And I'm like, I can't yes. buy an album where you sound the same on 20 songs. What's right. the use of that? You right. have to be able to yeah. adjust and adapt to what the music is doing. And so I'm teaching these kids a lot. Then you got some that already know how to do that. And that's great when you got that because now yes. your stuff matches with that stuff. So it's going to be great, man. I'm putting together this Philadelphians album right now, all Philadelphia talent. But then after that, I'm going to start working with everybody. In fact, I'm coming up to Brooklyn uh, tomorrow and I'm going to talk to their, you know, Brooklyn event people to start doing the one in Brooklyn, you know, mm-hmm. the true soul and hip hop in Brooklyn. And then the Harlem, I got to have Harlem. You know, then the Bronx up there, the boogie down. And so, yeah, you want to start spreading this thing around. And what I'm doing, I'm trying to corner it like Russell Simmons, Def Jam, poetry and comedy. Uh-huh. Yeah, the comedy. And yeah. all you could do is come out and say, thanks for coming out. God bless. Good bless night. you. Get I'm going to say, <laughs> say more than that. But he had that brand for a long time that put yes. a lot of black comedians on. And in the poetry wow. thing, he didn't have that as long because I know he wanted to make more money. But that poetry thing he had for like two years was explosive, man. Yes. It was like everybody wow. was in. So I want to bring that back with the true soul and hip hop. You know what I mean? The whole national wow. tour and movement to get us back away to, to real content and stuff, man. So yeah, I'm excited son, for it. My yeah. son's a poet, Omar, and he yeah. he has he's involved in this uh, poet that this uh, is called Soul Food Cipher. They yeah. do it every Sunday. Um, and you might want to talk with them. Yeah. Maybe, uh, do they uh, do it in the Bronx? Where they do it at? Where no, they this this they do in Atlanta. This is okay, Atlanta. but it's Soulful uh, Cipher, and they call it their church, their Sunday church. Yeah. Um, and he's been doing it for several years. Several of these people have been uh, Grand Slam poet uh, winners and awardees and stuff. So maybe something you want to talk with about, you know, with some. Younger folks, I have, I have yeah. some, I have some young folks that yeah, are up I, in, all the young still in folks Brooklyn. I'm with. Yeah, yeah, I have some young. My, I have my some son is on one of the albums. The yeah, yeah, my son is 22 and he's on the album, so he's getting into music. But Atlanta, yeah. you bring up Atlanta. I was just talking about that yesterday. That place can't be more starved, hungry today. That whole star syndrome now for Atlanta. So I don't know if anybody. Co- so first thing I'm thinking, like, okay, they got the Sunday church. How many people in there? Because I'm like, I'm thinking now, like, he does he have his own audience? Because when you come to Atlanta, they like, who gonna be there? Who gonna be there? You know. So I'm like, man, Atlanta's Atlanta, that no no cities like that. Like Atlanta has really gotten in that Hollywood thing now. So Atlanta as soon as you is, said Atlanta, always I'm like, clickish. Always yeah. been clickish. It's a clickish. Yeah. Atlanta is more clickish than New York ever has oh, been. Yeah. Absolutely. Never yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because New York, New York has enough people where it's like, if you got money, come exactly. on in. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They, yeah. they, they, welcome, they welcome everybody. Now right. they want to yeah. see they want to see they want to see everything in Atlanta. They right. got to see all everything about you. Yeah, you know? in Atlanta, yeah. they don't who care. That, who they don't really care about you know? what well, who money you Yeah, it's rough. So Atlanta. That was the one city. So I'd rather I tell your son, hey, do something in New York. Because <laughs> I'm scared of Atlanta. My, my I'm son is in film Atlanta. school. Yeah. Yeah. My son my is son in film is school. school. He's, um, yeah, he's in film school. So he um, he makes he does music videos. He's 19. So he goes to Loyola Marymount University. 
Um, he's done quite a few, quite a few things. I know ABC wanted to hire him. And yeah. um, but, you know, he's like, I'm staying in school. And I said, that's a yeah, good place to so be. So you got, you got a poet. He's very good. And you got uh, a film school yeah. dude. I said, you got a poet. Exactly, exactly. That's all it. So y'all got to stay in touch with me. This kid developed because I'm doing music videos now and, and need better lighting and better camera work and stuff like that. So Absolutely. that's a, and then I'm going to get in the movies. Well, so I, do, I, I, I have a cameraman and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's right up my alley. Because yeah, he has his best exactly friend. He's at now NYU. That we, now that we locked on to you, Omar, yeah. we're not going to let you go now. So if you no, got to run from us, we're going to find you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're so happy that this all like like finally worked out, that we're able to get have you on the show. Yes, it's for sure. Amazing. Yeah. It has yeah, been amazing. Really yeah, so now, now I got it. I gotta go after I gotta go after them sponsors now, you know. So now I gotta go after the people who we know have followed followed hip hop, you know, with the yes. Coca-Cola and the Sprite and the Adidas, you know what right. I mean? See if I can Nike's always been more as a sport money. Maybe I can get Reebok back involved or something. We used to have British Knights. So you're gonna get these sponsors that oh, you're yeah, the British Knights. <laughs> yes, yeah, my God. See, you there. going listen, I know going, you going wait, you really, oh, you really are the old head. I'm gonna stay right at Adidas. That's been always been my favorite favorite. Yeah. Okay. So I I got I got a video. I got a video. Yeah, we got a kid in Philly called The Tag, and we got a song coming out called What They Gonna Say. And he's like, what they gonna say to me when I come out with my hot stuff? You know, because people always got something to say. But Absolutely. he's not really in the fashion. He's not really, he's a, he's a rhymer, but he ain't. So we gonna style him in the next video. And then in styling him, we gonna put him in all the clothes that we think we can get sponsorship money. <laughs> and then we talk about, hey man, you see that? Yeah, so we put him in a hot Adidas sweatsuit. Say, hey man, he can wear these all the time. That's right. That's right. Because <laughs> you know you got to figure out how to get the backing behind positivity. You know, because yes. it's like exactly. the negative people, they get all the money. You know, so right. we trying to create the positive and say, look, man, this kid can wear your hottest new gear when it come out when he's doing his hottest new videos. You Absolutely. know what I mean? And then it be him not covering it up with the camera blurs, but he can push it out there. Like, yeah, look at him wearing, you know. Yes, so we want to do a whole lot of that stuff and get corporate behind America behind, you know, what we're putting together, man. And then the films come right behind it where we can put all the plugins in the film. We can Sprite, mm -hmm. the, the Adidas, and, you know, the car companies, the Fords, and, you know, Chevrolet. Everybody that backs us is going to benefit from it because movies, right. videos, film, music, you know, and all that stuff creates the numbers and the attention and i'm always going to come out and say hey man ford gave us so-and-so adidas gave because i want other people to do that right, and you want to exactly. celebrate the people who supported you in that way very important you know I'm, I'm reading up on leon sullivan right now who was a big time philadelphia pastor and all the programs that he set up in the community that spread to the whole nation and africa and so i'm i'm on it man like yo dude we got to ask for this money and get it for the good things because right. they surely push it for the bad things all the time. All Absolutely. the time. All yeah. the time. Can you get, you, did you ever look into getting grants or anything of that nature? Dreads, like on my head? Yeah. No, no, grants. Grants. Oh, grants. I thought you said grants. Uh, <laughs> I do. I, I hope I can find me some grant writers, but typically they're very specific about what they're giving money for. You know, we're going to need money for this and you have to be this, 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 and this. And so then they got a list of five things and you always make about two or three of them. And like, ah, I don't have it to four or five. So then you're trying to create your, your I guess, a, a shift 
toward getting all the check five, but it may right. not fit what you're trying to do. Exactly. And then the grant money, a lot of times it's not enough money. So you're doing all this stuff for $10,000 and you're writing all well, that. I mean, you have to add you that to your other, you have to add that to the other money. It, it's not going to yeah, just be enough. To. Yeah, you get a lot of work for a little money. And so and yeah. I started trying to get grants when I was in my early 20s. And it was like, man, this is way too hard. So when you get grant writers that know what they're doing, they yeah. already got templates. And they go right yeah. in, bit, 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 and they send a template in. I didn't have no template. I'm really reading every line to figure out what I need to do. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, the that. that's the key. That's the key. Oh, man. Yeah. But actually, so that, it, does, it that doesn't well. work. You have to know the, the grant writer knows the loop the, the loopholes and yeah. what to say and what yeah. to do. And so, yeah, exactly. you're right about the grant. Grants, you need it. That's a full-time job. That is a full-time yeah, yeah. I think, I think I, I think I found one, too. Yeah. Well, if I know more, I know about I was telling you about it, I. So, yes. um. I think I found one actually. Well, if you guys, if you guys found some grant money, let me send y'all my proposals for what I'm putting together. Cause that grant money thing. <laughs> yeah. But I tried it. I started writing grants at 22 years old. I was looking up grants and trying to, and I end up doing the old school way, just asking associates and family members for a hundred dollars each, and that's how I started my business. They used to give right. me hundred dollars each, hundred dollars. Somebody gave me fifty dollars, you know. So yeah, you can try grants. I'm all for it. But yeah, it's like it's like hitting the lottery. Oh my god, a grant! Oh my god, oh my god! You know, and it's not it's not going to be things that everybody gets. So yes. if like a hundred no. people pull out a grant, maybe one of them. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's like, it's and it's a lot of time involved in it. You know, so yeah, I would love to. You have gotta find somebody that knows what they're doing. So it's exactly. like you know, well, I'm, I get yeah. no, it's a it's a relative of mine, but she gets a lot of grants for people. So we'll see. You know. All right. Well, yeah, she gets her percentage. So that she get. I ain't greedy. She gets oh, her yeah, percentage. She gets percentage. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But right now, we need to have a comfortable, mature, and safe content in our theater and restaurant and arenas. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I can they restart. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I can restart that because a lot of people lost money. So right now, a lot of them want their doors back open and want those crowds. Mm -hmm back in their doors and we can do that without cursing people out without shocking people without people looking at each other funny because you said right. something ridiculous on stage so right. i'm trying to put that together and training these kids that cuss words do not make a hot record sex stuff does not make a hot record we got oh. hot beats hot flows hot ideas yes. execution a hot mix that makes a hot record not right. cussing everybody out right. you know so exactly. you know i'm gonna keep teaching right. these kids that and I'm trying to go after that type of sponsorship money and mm -hmm. then have new kids every year that are hot. You know, imagine me introducing the new hot kids every year. You know, I come out there, you know, like a uh, uh, soul train, right? Uh, today we got a brand new rapper out of Bronx, New York. He's the next hot coming thing, man. If you remember the whole, you know, South Bronx, KRS-One thing and Scott LaRock, he's yes. bringing it back, baby. Give it up for the Bronx monster. You know, yeah, I love it. Come on, Omar. you know, and they jump up there and do that thing, and it's all clean and cool with monster yeah, beasts, and absolutely. we all rocking, and we like, who you bringing next month? Who you bringing next month? That's what I want to do. Yes, you know, yeah. yeah. The and then we put them in the movie. Yeah, because yeah. I can I can write the movie too, so I can write all the movies, put them in it, and they ain't over dramatized and over ghetto ties and over you know gun ties and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We got the slob scenes. We got the conversation scenes. We got the real black people scenes. We got the thinking scenes. 
all that stuff's in there because that's the balance of great storytelling and maturity Absolutely. that we're not getting with this sensationalism. It's immature because you're trying to get your money. This is immature. And it's, it's irresponsible. Yeah. And it's irresponsible. It really is irresponsible. It's a bit too much. So I can't even listen to like, it's like, really? Yeah, that's what that's y'all say, you're right? About? You're doing too much. Do y'all say yeah. that in New York? Yeah. You're doing too much. We say it all. We say it everywhere. Because yeah. really you, it comes to a point where you're like, you're like, this is what you're trying to make the world believe is that this is yeah. all the substance we have. And it's not, exactly. you know, no. it's definitely not. And you know, yeah, I, they got I they got a song out music. from yeah, they got a song out from one of the Migos in Atlanta. It's called Scrub the Ground. And I'm talking about I just happened to pop across and they got this video where girls are scrubbing everything with their booties. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. And they on one block, you can tell they on one block, and they got like 50 girls with them daggone, you know, tight, tight shorts. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. We in year 2021 by the going 2022. And I'm like, really? Really? Like, come on, man. And then you got That's friends cool. like, oh, I like that video. I like that song. And I'm yes. like, oh, this is what we up against. Yeah. The more yeah, these, the these more girls feel they need to act out what's in these songs. I mean, yeah. like the City Girls song during the summer. Like, really? I mean, it has gotten out of, it's really got gone too far. The more cursing, you know, the more like, nudity, the more people think it's popular. Like my my 18-year-old tells me, you know, and I get in her car and she puts on something and I'm like, oh my God, my ears are bleeding. You know, like, <laughs> me too. Not, like at my daughter's car. And then she says to me, Nobody listens to the words. We're just listening to the music. Yeah, and I'm like, that's out. not true. That is that's not, not true. true. Because yep. what you think you're not listening to listening is to. really, it's playing in your background, right? And it yeah. plays exactly. in your head. And it influences your behavior and your thoughts and how you absolutely. Yeah. So you're, you are listening to it. You just think you're not listening to it. And, and what they don't realize is that the record companies, the more ratchet your song is, the more money they're going to give you. Because it's definitely a way of keeping our community down. Which well, is people they, they promise you. It's more money they no. promise you. You don't no, I'm not. But I'm telling you, I know, I know some people that some people aren't making money, but some people are. Yeah. But I'm saying they will throw that money at you to bring down more of your culture. Yeah. But that's what they do. The ratchet song, the worst song. They have the more. I mean, you come up with good lyrics. Nice. That's what happened to the music because these songs yeah. said something. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could make that song like the Marvin Gaye song now. No one would pay to make that song. I mean, Barry Gordy didn't really want to make it back then. But it's like, oh, my God. And it, it's like simulating in your mind and you're acting it out. It's a whole it's a whole routine, you know, and nobody sees the bigger picture of it. Because yeah, it's just so right people, now, like if we got all that money, if the people are doing the right thing, all those people in our community is making money. If they were doing the right thing in the in, in the community with the money, you know, they're going to take it out of there. And when they do come exactly. back, they're going exactly. to ride back in their Rolls Royce just to look at you. They may not even get out the Rolls Royce. They just want to ride down the block right. in it, right? They just oh, don't exactly. exactly. take a look. You know. yes. yeah. That's what Russell Simmons used to do. He said he used to peek through the curtains, but he wouldn't want to see him. <laughs> <laughs> well, Omar, I want to tell you, we so much appreciate yeah. you for, oh. for joining us today. Oh, for I got a call that came in. I got to figure out. There we Uh-oh. go. Get me back yeah. on. There they, uh, yeah, yeah, I go. Yeah, call came yes. in. But I actually have a meeting with Jill Scott's uh, management uh, on Sunday. Oh, we got awesome. a song. We got a song called Brothers and Sisters that I put together 
that is basically calling people back to the community to do the right thing. We got to figure out a strategy to take back our communities. Absolutely. Brothers and sisters, you know what I mean? We need to come together, you know? And so Love we're going to do that. And then we have a bridge section wrap. I'm trying to get Meek Mill on it, but that may be hard, you know, when they start making their money, they big time. I got to see if we can afford them, if we can do some kind of you know, interesting deal. But if he doesn't get on it, we're going to put the young board a tag on it, uh, T-A-G-G, that we're working with in Philly. But, yeah, that's a big-time song. It's a community song, and we're going to use a shaft sample. So we're going ah. back to the shaft 70s, dude, the Isaac Hayes joint, and uh, oh, we had that conversation. Yeah, we're going to have that conversation on Sunday. And Jasmine Sullivan, she's even harder now because everybody knows she's, she's an Aries. In fact, Jill Scott is an Aries, and yes. I'm an Aries. And so I'm going to use that areas to get in with Jasmine Sullivan. Like, I know how we are, and I know we're geniuses and hard and rough. But please, yes. man, this is a hot song, because I got a song for Jasmine Sullivan that's crazy, too. So I'm going to keep pitching songs with my new people and young people, and then the older established musicians, too, and, and keep doing hot records, and then get that capital and do films. But I'm going to do both sides, like the Quincy Jones thing, the film and, and the music, the film and the music. And now I kind of feel like him. He was older dude when he got Michael Jackson and Will Smith and everybody else that, you know, Quincy Jones put on. Now he's like 86 years old and he still has management company putting people on. So yes, I'm 52. So I want to do that same thing with a whole lot of the young talent. And then, you know, send them back, send them back to the straight and narrow and get money so they feel like I can do the right thing and be paid too. You know what I mean? Exactly. So that, and then, exactly. and then I, again, I want to teach them when you get paid like that, you got a responsibility to the right. people that paid you and that love you yes, and that actually absolutely. allowed you to get that money. Yeah, because these mm -hmm. people act like like they made that money happen on their own. I'm a self-made millionaire. I always no. balked at that word. There ain't yes. no such thing as self-made unless okay, you yeah, print your nothing. own money. And right. if you exactly. print your own money, that's illegal. You know right. what I mean? So you didn't self-make nothing. <laughs> right. I gave you my money. She gave you money. He gave, we gave you our money. And then well, exactly. you didn't have to yeah. give my money. You know, like, look, dude, so we got to get them back to understanding. Thanks for your support. I know you didn't have to do this, but I thank you for doing it. And anything right. you need, I got you. So right. I'm going to teach my guys that, man. You owe the community for allowing right. you to uh, celebrate your dream and be on stage, perform and make money. You owe the community. So do what you need to do to give back right. to your community, man. So that's why I'm in Philly right now. I want to restart it in my hometown, you know, where I got all this love and I want to give it back I and then spread it. it to all the other cities. Yeah. Oh, that's so I'm coming to New York. Do. New York's right up the street. So we got Newark <laughs> and New Jersey and all that. And Trenton <laughs> right next to us. So we're going right. to do all of them. Yeah, I've been like, in New York. Where you it now, Omar? Oh, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, North oh, Carolina. Okay. For the for the past 21 years, and they brag about Atlanta all the time. You need to go to Atlanta. You got to go to Atlanta. And I'm like, yo, stop the Atlanta stuff. Stop it. Stop it. I'm in Charlotte. Y'all need to do Charlotte. When we in Philly, we never talk about New York. We got our own thing, man. When yes, I'm in that on DC. They don't talk about Baltimore and D.C. Baltimore hate D.C. <laughs> so I'm like, to, to have one city in Charlotte love another city, like, it's ridiculous, man. Oh, you got to go down to Atlanta. No, you need to stay in Charlotte and make Charlotte pop. So I've been in Charlotte 21 years. I got some ideas for Charlotte. So when I finish, you know, doing what I'm doing to build mm -hmm. Philly back, I'm going to build Charlotte, too. So I got some ideas for them. Yeah. But I'm, I've been in Charlotte 21 years. 
I love what okay. you're saying because of what you just, all that you just said is, it goes back to, you know, to yeah. much is given, much is required. And so exactly. it's yeah. important. You be that, yeah. You, yeah. Know, you know, stay your path and do the right thing, you know, do unto others as you would have do unto you. So, yeah. Omar, yeah. We, it, comes, we, it's, it's, it comes back around. When we you do that, really we appreciate now. you. We definitely we have, we have enjoyed you so much. Would love to have oh, you back on. I want you to go ahead and tell tell the audience again about your upcoming events and if right. you want to share how they can get in touch with you or whatever. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm on all the uh, you know the social media, Instagram at only one Omar Tyree because I had Omar Tyree and I forgot my dad going password, <laughs> so I couldn't get back in to my own dad going Instagram. So then I started only one, the numeral one Omar Tyree. And then mm -hmm. on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, all those, I'm just Omar Tyree. Because we came in at a time where we just used our names. We didn't have these fancy pseudonyms, you know what I mean? It's just Omar Tyree. I spent a lot of years building up that brand, you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to use that brand yes. on all my links. But the IG is, is uh, again, only one Omar Tyree. I also have a YouTube page that I have to keep pushing. That's hot lava entertainment. So you see this red on my jacket. Let me see if I can show my jacket. Oh, it's too much light. It's, it's hot lava no, on my jacket over here. Yeah, we see it. Yeah, we can see it. That's my jacket. That's the red and black like the Bulls of Chicago. So that's gotcha. my logo. Hot lava is my band. Just like the Bad Boy. Just like the Rock Nation. Just okay. like the So So okay. Death. Just like the Cash Money Millionaires. The Death Row. <laughs> the Aftermath. The Shady. The G -G 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 Unit. You know, it's hot lava, <laughs> you know? So you know how you got to do the brand. I got clothing lines coming with the Philly P, the Philadelphians, the filler. You know, I got the hot lava clothing and we're going to do soul and hip hop clothing. So we got a brand for that. You go to all my websites and all my social media links, follow the uh, web YouTube page for hot lava entertainment. We got new videos up there. And so you got to keep rocking it, keep pushing it. But that's how you can find me. But it's hot lava all day long. Y'all gonna keep hearing that. And hot lava has the music and the films and the events. So hot lava has everything. That's how you build it to become okay. a billion dollar company. But I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking more about how many millionaires I can make who do the right thing with that money. So that's right. why I'm I'm so adamant at working with young people and teaching them the four quarters so they understand they have a responsibility with that capital and what they say out their mouth. So the hot lava is coming, baby. Soul, true soul and hip hop. Omar Tyree, the Philadelphians are coming, and then I'm going to spread it around the world. I'm meeting with a 21-year-old in Brooklyn tomorrow, see if he can be another Chris Brown, because I've been waiting to get me a Chris Brown so I can put some songs of influence All on right. it. Because Chris Brown, Chris Brown had a whole career, and I'm like, Dad, what songs can I remember from Chris Brown? And you know the one that jumped out at me? Look at me now. Look at me now. And he had Busta Rhymes and Lil Wayne on that one. And that's the one that jumped out. I said, you mean tell me all the songs Chris Brown put out? And yes. that's the one that keeps jumping out of me? Like, you got to have some more meaningful songs than that. <laughs> and so that's what you want to teach these kids, to do stuff that's going to yes. last. Because Chris yes. Brown is surely the best singer of this generation. Yes, but when you think about songs that made an impact, you think you sit there and go, 
none of Chris's songs. It seemed like to, to have all them songs. Yes. And Chris is, what, 32 now? He's yes. been in front of us for like 20 years. Yes. And I'm like, yeah. what, what is his marquee song? It's ridiculous. But that's well, how it's Excuse me, miss. Oh, I, I, that's excuse me, miss. This is the one. I'm going to ask you, Omar, why hot lava? Where did hot lava come from? Well, I'm in Aries. And so the Aries, oh, okay. Aries is the fire sign. It's the red. It's the planet Mars. It's the war. And so I, I was all, and I tried to be cool and try to tone that whole Aries passion down in my 20s. I said, I'm going to change my favorite color to blue. I'm going to be blue. And it don't work. Like Jay-Z said, you are who you are, player. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and so I'm still an Aries, a fire sign, passionate, passionate as ever. And so I had to come back to my red and then black to tone it down and make it classic. So yeah, it's red and black, like Michael Jordan's uh, Chicago Bulls. <laughs> that's what it is. So that's why it's hot lava. It's all about that Aries thing, heating it up. You want hot music, hot music, hot, passionate people getting the party hot and sweating. So when you leave, you're like, good, that was a great party, girl. I'm gonna sleep good tonight. That was a hell of a party. So yeah, that's what, and that hot lava, we want it to ooze down and burn you up, that hot lava and stick to you. Like lava oh rolling my. down the mountain. So that's what it is. Love that passion. <laughs> that passion is fire. I'm telling you. I'm yeah. here. That passion sure. is it. fire. Yeah, the it hot lava fire. fire. That's I, it. Thank I am you. clear about hot lava. I am clear. Yes. Thank you. Yes, definitely. So, <laughs> Steph, you want to tell people how they can get in touch with you and reach out to you? Um, uh, The autopsy of her, of course. And... um. MyMentor.com slash Stephanie Diani Green. I'm a coach, a style coach, and a divorce coach. And also Diani Designs Jewelry Collection. Um, I own a jewelry company, and I am also a stylist. Cool. You a stylist? You a stylist? Yeah. All mm -hmm. right, so I got the, my next video. I want to style my guy to tag. And I got this little girl that he hangs out with, cutie. She's tall. So I want to put her in the video as a stylist. So you have to style both of them. You got to uh -oh. style her. And then you can't show us styling her because she's the stylist. So you're going to style her. And then she styles him in the video. So All she's right. stylish, I styling him. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I got I, you. I'm always thinking. Yeah. Oh, I got my degree in fashion that. design. That's I got my degree in fashion design. So that was yeah. my, that's my first love. Yes. Yeah, and That's I'm a realtor good. also. Iris and I are both realtors. Iris and I are both coaches. Iris and I have been friends for 26 years. Absolutely. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, that's all yeah. hot lava, baby. Thank you guys for having me, man. I'm going to build this Omar. thing and bring it Iris everywhere. Says, yeah, yes. thank you. True thank soul you so and Hot lava entertainment, Omar Tyree, the Philadelphia. All right. Thank you, Omar. Definitely. We so do appreciate you. And thank you everybody. Appreciate you. you guys have a wonderful right, you got weekend. It, guys. Be blessed. Thank you. All right, now.